I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. As always, I am Boyd Matheson. And of course, the world is mourning the passing of Pope Benedict XVI, passed away at the age of 95. And we wanted to take just a, a couple of minutes to talk about. Uh, Pope Benedict and his life and legacy. Uh, there were many things that were unique and powerful about him. Uh, he was such a different uh, type of pope uh, from many of his predecessors, his direct immediate pre- predecessor, uh, Pope John Paul II, of course, who was big and dynamic and global. And uh, for many, Pope Benedict uh, brought things back to kind of the essence, the core of the core. Uh, interesting, Pope Francis, who followed Pope Benedict after he became uh, Pope Emeritus, uh, he spoke at the Vatican earlier today expressing gratitude for the long life of service that Pope Benedict XVI uh, gave to the Church. We are moved, as we recall him, as such a noble person, so kind, and we feel such gratitude in our hearts. Gratitude to God for having given him to the Church and to the world. Only God knows the value and the power of his intercession of the sacrifices they offered for the good of the church. The former pope gave a speech to faith and political leaders in England, uh, speaking at the famous Westminster Abbey. Uh, During this speech, Pope Benedict gave great insight into the relationship between faith and reason, which I think was really his hallmark. This is why why I would suggest the world of reason and the world of faith the world of secular rationality and the world of religious belief need one another and should not be afraid to enter into a profound and ongoing dialogue for the good of our civilization. Religion, in other words, is not a problem for legislators to solve, but a vital contributor to the national conversation. And having that national conversation, uh, I think, is so significant. We've talked about it a little bit today. Uh, in the wake of uh, just the tragedy uh, during the Monday night football game last night with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, But that moment where uh, faith and reason do come together and where we do come together as society and when there is nowhere else to look and we have to look up and we have to look to each other, uh, often in prayer and in hope and faith. And I think Pope Benedict exhibited that in a, in a really powerful and really unique way. There were many things about uh, Pope Benedict uh, that I, I really had some holy envy for in terms of the way he simply did things, uh, was resolute in his conviction uh, and yet loving in his very pastoral role. Uh, interesting, um, looking at some of the, the famous acts from Pope Benedict XVI, uh, of course, his uh, resignation as Pope, his becoming uh, emeritus, uh, being the first pontiff uh, to resign uh, since the 1400s. Uh, here's what he said during his resignation announcement. This is significant and very telling. 
After having repeatedly examined my conscience before God, I have come to the certainty that my strengths, due to an advanced age, are no longer suited to an adequate exercise of the Petrine ministry. I'm well aware that this ministry, due to its essential spiritual nature, must be carried out not only with words and deeds, but no less with prayer and suffering. Strength, which in the last few months has deteriorated in me to the extent that I have had to recognize my incapacity to adequately fulfill the ministry entrusted to me. For this reason, and well aware of the seriousness of this act, with full freedom I declare that I renounce the ministry of Bishop of Rome, successor of St. Peter. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. So some important things in there, I think, uh, as he recognized uh, his own mortality, he talked about the fact that uh, leading the church uh, required both an effort of physical action and uh, mental exertion. Uh, But I love the fact that he also said that it it required uh, prayer and suffering. Uh, and to be able to do that uh, in a full-on, full-in kind of way. And I thought that was a, an interesting observation uh, from the Pope, recognizing uh, that uh, everyone is replaceable at some point. Uh, some people are really hard to replace. Uh, but I think he showed in a manner that uh, he understood his role on the grand scheme uh, and that uh, he could step aside and things would roll forward and roll on. One of my very favorite quotes uh, from Pope Benedict XVI uh, says, The world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. And I love that. There was kind of that steely determination in Pope Benedict XVI. And yes, he was not perfect. Yes, he had flaws and challenges and difficulties like every leader does. But I think he had some extraordinary things for us to to focus on and to learn from, regardless of our faith, tradition, or beliefs. And we're going to take some some time to do that over the next several days leading up to his funeral services, which will be on Thursday, Rome time. And we will we will cover all of that here on KSL News Radio. Uh, one that is really interesting that we're working on uh, was the the meaning behind Pope Benedict the Sixteenth's ruby red shoes. Uh, there was often the uh, debate whether they were Prada shoes and uh, what they all meant, what the focus was. Uh, and yet it was really a, a tie back to history. Uh, it wasn't about making a fashion statement. It wasn't about getting the paparazzi all riled up and, and focused on something. It was his way, I think, of saying there are some things that belong to the church. There are some things that belong to history. And we should be aware of those. 
uh, we've often stated on this program that uh, those who uh, ignore or forget some of those core principles uh, are in danger of losing them and in danger of losing a great deal more. And I think that was part of Pope Benedict XVI, uh, that he had this focus on restoring that uh, historic connection uh, for members of the Catholic Church. And uh, we'll dive into that a little bit more in the, the coming days as we remember the life and legacy of Pope Benedict XVI. Uh, he was uh, one that was uh, not uh, a stranger to some controversy uh, and some tongue-wagging from those who disagreed and thought he should be more of this or less of that, uh, which is often the case for leaders, whether they're political or religious uh, or business. And he learned how to to recognize and reconcile those in a way where he could be true to his principles and live up to the higher calling he believed uh, that he believed in and that he spent all of his life working on and working towards. And so he, he was a, a unique moment in history. Uh, it takes a, a great deal of humility uh, to say, you know what, I'm replaceable. Uh, the church will roll on uh, and to be willing to, to step aside, uh, recognizing his health and his ability to, uh, to function under all of the challenges and all of the weight of that particular role uh, and so it's, it's an interesting thing to, to explore and look at, and we'll have uh, guests coming on to help us understand more about the life and legacy uh, of Pope Benedict XVI. Uh, we'll also, of course, look at the, the life and legacy of Barbara Walters, who we also lost over the weekend, uh, one who not only broke glass ceilings uh, in many, many ways, uh, but she broke all of those glass ceilings, uh, not just uh, for women in the industry, I think she caused everyone in the industry to look at things differently. She understood not only the art of the right question, uh, but she was a master of what I think is the most important thing, and that is the follow-up question. And she also had an ability that I think most people don't recognize in really good interviewers, uh, and that is Barbara Walters knew how to listen. She actually listened to the responses of her guests, which allowed her to ask better questions or follow-up questions or to come back uh, to issues at at just the right moment. Uh, And that's becoming a lost art, uh, not just in the media business, uh, but in all our business and in our homes and families as well. Uh, So again, as we uh, close out the day today, uh, from Pope Benedict XVI, the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to KSL News Radio Inside Sources. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.